Welcome to episode one. My name is Daryl, and today we'll be talking about bubble internet culture, cable TV subscriptions, and of course, how I got my name. But before we get into that, that snippet play at the beginning was a song called Lost Heart by the artist June that will be playing in its entirety in the middle or towards the end of the podcast. That is going to be an ongoing part of the podcast. I'll explain that more later. So let's get straight into it. Bubble internet culture. What is that? What is that cool thing that I mentioned that that's like bubblegum in high school? Well, it's my explanation or my understanding of how the internet works, uh, partially at least. So a lot of the time now in 2019, we see a lot of artists that pop out of anywhere. Now that is not new. That's not new at all. New trends popping up, new people popping up, not new. But what is new is the amount of fans that they can have and still be basically unknown. And for an example, I'll use Russ. Now, I'm a big hip-hop, rap, R&B fan, all of that. Um, so this is really intriguing to me. So if you are, you know, this is gonna, you're really going to interest you too. Um, Russ, he has gone platinum, I believe, multiple times. Um, Russ is a white rapper, uh, kind of sounds like Drake. I'm not trying to diss him. I actually don't mind his music. I just also don't like Drake's music, so it's not my type of thing, period. But Russ has gone platinum multiple times. But a majority of people, even if they are big rap, big hip-hop, big R&B fans, they don't know who he is. You ask them and they say, um, maybe I've heard of him. You play a song and they still haven't heard it. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. Russ is a very big star. Russ is a huge star, actually. But a majority of people have no idea who he is. And that amazes me because how in the world do you go platinum, which means one million records sold um, or stream equivalent partially or fully, and no one knows who you are? And the answer to it is actually quite simple. The world is huge. The internet just makes it feel small. But the real interesting part of it is, even with the internet being as big as it is and connecting everyone, you would think that if someone has gone platinum multiple times, they would be everywhere. But that's not how the internet works. Instead, since you are a fan of Russ, let's say you're a fan of Russ. If you are a fan of Russ, you are a... You are in his bubble. You are in his little section of the internet where you understand and believe Russ to be the largest star, the biggest R&B slash rap and hip-hop artist you have ever seen, and you love his music. Now, the reason everyone else doesn't see this bubble isn't because they're blind. It's because the internet quite literally doesn't want you to see it. It wants you to stay in your bubble. See, since you're a Drake fan, the internet wants you to stay in your Drake bubble. There's no need for you to get out here and go into this Russ bubble and start screwing around. Instead, no. We want you to sit inside of your bubble where you know about Drake and you have no idea about Russ. But in the same, at the same time, Russ is selling millions of records. How is that even possible? How can someone be filthy rich? And I mean by filthy rich, Russ is pretty wealthy. Um, and no one know who he is. And I thought maybe I was just tripping. Maybe I was, <clears throat> excuse me, 
maybe I was just the one, you know, over over exaggerating this, just just digging too deep into it. And then I watched an interview with Russ, and he pretty much said the same thing. You know, I've gone platinum X amount of times. My songs have all gone gold X amount of times, and people don't know who I am still. And I thought, okay, so if he thinks it's weird, it's got to be weird, right? So I dug into it some more, and I didn't have to dig too far. Uh, Lil Peep, he was another artist. Uh, he's passed away, so rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family. I know it was a while ago, but it's still a loss. Um, he was a relatively large artist. I don't know if you went platinum. I haven't looked into that. But he had a million, millions and millions and millions of listens on YouTube, on Spotify. And yet again, no one knew who he was. And so I started sitting here thinking, okay, how does this work? How, why is this happening? It, it can't just be the algorithms. It has to be something to do with how we, being young millennials, function and use the internet. So I dug into it, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I've pretty much found out through basically just having other people search things, myself searching things, checking things out. It It's clear to me that even my closest friends, I'm in a completely different bubble than them. They don't see what I see. They don't know what I know. And it's not by accident. It is by design. It's just like that, that thing people say about Google. If I search, you know, is Trump a good guy? And you search, is Trump a good guy? And I'm not trying to make it political. It's just the first thing that came off my mind, off the top of my head. We're going to get different results. Why? Because we're different people. Is that necessarily bad, though? You know, is it bad that the Internet um, sits here and it puts you in this bubble and makes you look at it all day long? And to get out of that bubble, you have to pop the bubble. And to pop the bubble is a, is a lot more difficult than it sounds. And in my opinion, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It's really bad because just like in high school, when something horrible would happen to, to somebody, like they would lose a family member or um, someone would, I, I had it happen a lot in my school, they would commit suicide and nobody would know about it except for that small group of people yeah, it's bad. I mean, <laughs> the internet sanctioning us off, or sectioning, excuse me, sectioning us off, pairing us into groups, and then putting us into these boxes is dangerous. Because if we sit here and have no idea what's going on outside of our bubble, you know, it's not just about hip-hop, it's about everything, what, what are we supposed to do to be informed? I mean, you can be the biggest... Uh, nerd when it comes to um, astronomy and you would know everything about astronomy because google knows you it knows exactly who you are it says oh this is jacob and jacob loves astronomy so we're going to show jacob everything about nasa we're not going to show jacob anything about this wildfire because he doesn't he doesn't care about it and it won't it will keep tracking you and keep you updated i'm not trying to say it to scare people like i said it's just my unhealthy obsession. And the funniest part of it is it all started because I was I was thinking of hip hop. I was you know, I was listening to some rap and I was like, hmm, why doesn't anybody know who Russ is? And then I looked into it and boom, here we are, me sitting here saying, Hey, bubble internet culture is dangerous and there's nothing we can do about it. It's not dangerous, I wouldn't say, but it is alarming that we all see the us uh, 
well, technically, see the same picture through a different lens, and the focus on it, the the distance is is different for everybody, considering and dependent upon who you are, what you are into, and on top of that, what, well, <laughs> what you are willing to see. Because part, part of it is willful ignorance. Why are you not searching news? Why are you not searching, you know, what to look up? But the bigger part of it is, even if you did, you still wouldn't see what you want to see. You still wouldn't see what you're missing. And, and, and that's it. I mean, it's, that's the bubble. That's the Internet's, well, the Internet's nature to section everyone off. And I believe, as young millennials, we did it. We gave the Internet the power because we said, hey, we like Facebook. And then Facebook said, yeah, we like you too. <laughs> we like you a lot. We want all of your data. So then we gave them our data, and now if you go to Facebook, you go in your settings, it says you are a moderate conservative or liberal, and you are into blank, blank, blank. And they are probably going to be right because, well, they know you. You gave them your data, you gave them all of your information, and you did it because you just wanted the Internet to know who you were. Is it bad? Maybe. Is it dangerous? Maybe. But is it something that we did? Yes. And that's it. We created this. We made it so people like Russ can go multi-million, um, multiple times platinum, sell millions of records, and mostly nobody know about it. We made it so if I search wildfires, I see an actual wildfire in California, and you see some underground band called the Wildfires. That is the problem. And that is where we need to be more aware of it. I mean, the Amazon was burning, and nobody knew about it. And I'm not trying to make it political, but think about it. The Amazon was burning, and a majority of people did not know about it, me being one of them. And the funny part is I consider myself very much informed on anything that involves the <clears throat> excuse me, anything that involves nature and or most baseline science. So when I found out, oh, the Amazon is burning. I thought, how the hell do I not know this? And it's not only due to media trying to hide it from you. I don't subscribe to that. The media isn't just trying to hide it from you. You're trying to hide it from yourself, from your patterns of searching, your patterns on the Internet of what you do. You're hiding it from yourself. So the fact that you didn't see Amazon rainforest is on fire is because, let's be honest here, you didn't care. You didn't care about the Amazon burning and your bubble. In your bubble, you didn't it didn't affect you. And when it finally showed up, because at some point the algorithm says, fine, everyone's talking about it. You like cool stuff. This is cool. So we're gonna show you it. You still probably were like, uh, well, I mean, you did that, you did that young millennial thing where we say, uh, it's a cause, so I'm gonna stand behind it. You know, but at the end of the day, the internet was right. You didn't actually, you didn't give two cents. Um, but <laughs> maybe this is a tangent, but, and like I said, maybe it's just me and my unhealthy obsession with the internet and, and, and well, hip hop and, and anything, but it's interesting to me. So that is the bubble internet culture. That is the nature of the internet. It is high school within a database. <laughs> it is... High school just strung out and maximized for the best 
efficiency to group everyone up and make them into their cliques, their friend groups, their circles. Except this time, your circle isn't three, four, five, six people. Your circle is a hundred people, plus the hundred people behind them, plus the million people behind them. And still, within those million people, you don't know anything outside your circle. You carried it right from high school. Just like in high school, how you were a football player, or you were a soccer player, or you were um, a band nerd, or you were just one of those kids that hung out with the skater guys, and you only knew what they knew. It's the same thing. You only know what your group knows. And your perception is based upon your bubble. And what's even worse about it, or not even worse, but what's even more interesting about it, is that that bubble becomes hyperbolic in some sense on at some level for some people. But that is the nature of the internet. That is bubble internet culture. It's what we as young millennials created. We took high school and we basically showed it to the internet and said, please mimic this. We didn't do it on purpose, but that's exactly what the outcome was. So now, in 2019, you only know what your bubble knows. And if your bubble doesn't want to know it, you won't know it. And on top of it, honestly, a lot of the time, you don't know things because, let's be honest, the internet knows you better than you know you. It knows what you want to search up at at 1 p.m. and what you want to search at 1 a.m., it knows you don't actually care about the wildfires. Is it bad? No. Is it kind of weird? Yeah. But you can't complain when you gave all of it the information. You gave it all of the information. You said, "Hey, here's who I am. Here's who I want to be, and do with it what you will," because that's exactly what we did. But that is bubble internet culture. Uh, before we get into the next subject, I'm gonna go ahead and play uh, this song. A song by June. The artist's name is June. Song's name is Lost Heart. This is going to be an ongoing part of the podcast where I play songs from artists that are relatively unknown, of course, with their approval. So, Lost Heart by June. Hope you enjoy. Girl, I ain't messing with no other girls 
Yes, I failed to replace you How can I ever replace you? You was the one I gave my love to song and actually he's a really good friend of mine but to just explain that a little bit further I love music so a part of this podcast is going to be that I'm going to play music from artists that once again either I know and or are relatively unknown and want light shine upon them and of course their approval I will play the song so if you know any artist really of any genre except EDM just because I can't get down with EDM. <laughs> if you know any artist of any genre and they make good music, if I like it, I vibe with it, I'll play it in the middle of the podcast. It's not really a big deal. I think everyone should enjoy and have good music to listen to. So, moving on from that, cable TV in 2019. It should be extinct, but it's not. It, uh, it sadly is still making a lot of money. And that is just mind-numbingly, just mind-numbingly frustrating. It is 2019, the time where you can pay $14.99 or $12.99, I don't know much on my Hulu is, and get your shows that you want to watch, more than the majority of them, um, and watch them when you want to watch them. Who in the world stays up late at night, waiting until 7 o'clock? And yes, 7 o'clock is late. I mean, I got stuff I need to do, and I got to work in the morning. So if I'm staying up till 7 o'clock, it better be, it better, it better make me money. But it doesn't. Cable TV doesn't make me money. It just robs me out of my money, out of my hard-earned cash because it cable tv says oh well you gotta wait till seven o'clock to watch this show and if you don't watch it in time you're gonna have to wait till the next premiere and if you can't watch it during the next premiere you better get a dvr and oh yeah we're gonna charge you a stupid amount of money just to record it on dvr skip all of that skip all of it why don't you have hulu Better yet, if you want to watch an older show, why don't you have Netflix? Why in 2019 are we deciding 
Are we knowingly giving our money to cable subscribers knowing that the jig is up? We know what's going on. We know that we don't have to wait anymore. I mean, yeah, someone's going to say, oh, well, you have to wait till the next day. But here's the trick. I don't want to watch cable TV when you want me to watch it. I want to watch it when I want to watch it. So, yeah, okay, sure, I got to wait till tomorrow morning. But guess what? I wasn't staying up till 7 to watch it anyway. I got football to watch. I got clothes to clean. I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to eat. I got things I need to do. So the fact that you want me to stay up and wait for your show, only your show, and watch that one episode is crazy. And it costs a lot of money. A cable bill can go anywhere from $40 to $140, and sometimes even more. And if you really love cable, you get that fancy satellite, you know, full 500 channels. I remember when they used to count the channels. Uh, 500 channels, HBO, Cinemax, Stars, Showtime, and you every month fork over that $100 plus. Because, oh boy, you know you don't watch every one of those channels. You know it. You know you don't watch every one of those channels. But you pay for it, and it doesn't make sense. Why do that when you can just get Hulu? Or why pay for HBO when you can just get the app? And guess what? You can just stop paying for the app when your show's done. If Game of Thrones is only the only thing you watched on there, guess what? Now you don't have to pay for it. You can just stop. And it's and I think it's about as much as what cable TV charges you for for access to it. But this time you get it on the app and it's right in front of you. You can stream it to your TV. You can watch it on your laptop. You can watch it anytime you want. So now, we're at a standstill. Where the older people want cable. They refuse to believe that Cable would ever die because they totally have not seen this happen before, a.k.a. radio dying because of TV. TV is going to die because of streaming. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. But it's going to happen because TV, cable TV, doesn't make sense. I want stuff when I want it. People want stuff when they want it. Why would we wait for you? Why would we pay you an absorbent amount of money, an exorbitant amount of money, just so you can be in control? And yeah, maybe the alternative of having apps and streaming services isn't the greatest. I'll admit it. Yeah, we end up forking over just as much money because look at it this way: if cable goes away, then TV Land gets a gets an app. I don't know who's watching TV Land. Um, actually, take that back. TV Land's got some, got some, got some bops on there. Um, but <laughs> you, you got an app for TV Land. Sci-Fi would have its own app. All these channels would have their own apps, and they'd probably charge you what six, seven bucks, something like that, six, seven dollars. Do you end up paying the same bill? I mean, yeah, if you're silly and decide you want every single channel, I guess. But I don't even think that how that's that's how it's gonna work. It's it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like every single channel has its own app. The conglomerates are going to have their apps. And some channels are going to have to figure it out. Some channels are just going to have to get it together and figure it out. Because 
there is a lar- there are a large amount of channels that quite frankly nobody watches and by nobody i mean most of your views most of your viewers come from the fact that you are just on the cable subscription you're only there and you only get people to watch you because we see the channel every now and then and every now and then you got some hits but i'm not going to lie to you i am not checking out tv land not on the regular I wouldn't get the app. I wouldn't care about it. Most people wouldn't. But you get to live because cable is holding you. It's carrying you. And that's where it gets even worse. As the younger generation, and even the older, my mom knows that cable is stupid, and she pays for it, but whatever. They know that, hey, this isn't even, this isn't even fair. You're, you're robbing me. You're robbing me, and and I'm just sitting here giving you the money. You come here every month, you snatch my paycheck out of my hand, and you run away. And every month I say, all right, well, can you take a little less? Like, how, how silly do you sound arguing with a cable company and saying, hey, I want to pay less money so you can still tell me what I can watch, when I can watch it? And the cable company either says, nah, son, or they say, Ah, uh, all right, we'll give you $2. And you get excited over your $2. But why? Why when you have the solution right in front of you? When you know that you could easily just turn off that cable and just get a subscription. Disney Plus is coming. And I think that is going to be the game changer because Disney owns everything. Disney has a hand in everything. So when Disney Plus comes out and they've got a lineup coming, they have everything. They've got it all figured out. And they're starting at a low price, which that's the other trick. Yes, the price is going to go up probably maybe in three years. Hulu will be $22 a month and Disney Plus will be 15 But either way, I mean, is it that bad? Nah, it's not. It's not that bad at all. Because you know what? I can turn it off and you can't early terminate, Femi. That is the other thing. Cable companies have huge profits. Matter of fact, uh, cable companies are bringing in a ton of money right now. They're bringing in so much money, it doesn't even make sense. In, uh, in 2018, they were making hand over fist in cash. They made more money in 2018 than they did 2017. Not like as profits as a whole, including internet. Just cable communications. But then also you look at in quarter two of 2018, they lost 1.25 million subscribers. That's 1.1 million more than the last than the year before at the same time. And yes, I just threw numbers at you. But I only did it to let you know this. How the hell do you make money when you're losing customers? Add some fees, hike up a few bills, or as they like to do, pass on the inevitable raise of functioning fees that they have, like their cable broadcast fee that they, you know, start to hand down to the customer. That's not fair. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for any of this. 
All I asked for was to you for you to just give me my cable. And now you're not doing your job. So, what do we do? Well, here's what we should do. We all should stop using cable as it is. It's not beneficial to any of us. And it doesn't make sense. Why are we paying all this money to these people that don't clearly appreciate us? All they do is hike up our bills and make us pay more money. I mean, look, I understand that change is hard for some people. I understand why my mother uses or still pays for cable. I mean, she grew up on it. She grew up hearing that, you know, you could get X amount of channels. And, you know, she grew up waiting for that primetime show. But no one cares really about that primetime show it's all, we're all watching it because it is simply out of habit. We're used to it. But you're not useful anymore. You're not worth it anymore. The money I'm spending towards the cable that I'm paying for is not worth it. Economically, it doesn't make any sense. The only thing keeping you alive is is broadcasted TV talk shows, sports shows included, and sports, and somehow HBO. If you didn't have those things, <laughs> you'd be gone a long time ago. And even with those things, it doesn't make any sense. I've been doing the math, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like that meme with. <laughs> Where you sit there putting all the math in your head. And I've come out to find out that 2 plus 2 does not equal fish. 2 plus 2 equals get out of cable. Go to Hulu. Go to Netflix. Please, save yourself the headache. Look, okay, fine. You don't like any new shows. Um, all the new shows are boring. You really only watch the throwbacks. Go to Netflix. Netflix has that. Oh, um, you don't watch any of the new older stuff. You want to watch newer stuff. Go to Hulu. Hulu has that. Hulu has a majority of those. Boom, I just solved your problem. I just solved your problem. Just go to Hulu. Just go to Netflix. Or better yet, Disney Plus, once again, it's going to change everything. They're going to have all, they're going to have their Marvel. They're going to have, I believe, National Geographic. They're going to have everything that they own under one household. And that is going to change all of it. I don't think it's going to kill Hulu or Netflix, but it's going to show you guys that, hey, there is no need to pay these cable companies when we have everything you need right here. We've got everything you want. Oh, you want Lilo and Stitch? We got that. Oh, you want you want National Geographic? We got that. What do you want? Oh, you want Marvel? We got that. All for the low, low price. Why? Why wouldn't you? I'm going to. I like I like <laughs> I like Lilo and Stitch. That's the reason I'm going there. <laughs> but really, think about it. It's just gonna get better and better. It's just going to evolve further and further. And at some point, you're either gonna be that old fart listening to the radio. While we watch the news in color 
Or you're going to be the young kid saying, Mom, look at the dancers on the TV. This is so cool. It feels like I'm there. So you can either be the old fart or you can be the young kid watching Michael Jackson do the moonwalk. That's up to you. I know what I'm going to be. I'll be the young kid watching Michael Jackson do the moonwalk after I watch Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You're, you're still going to have actually have access to cable. It's not going to just go away. It's going to either evolve or it will, you know, become a ghost of what it used to be. Like radio. Radio has basically become, actually not even basically, it really is a ghost of what it used to be. But we've evolved it to some degree. I mean, look, this podcast is a perfect example. We don't really like radio, but we really like podcasts. We don't really like radio, but we really like the idea of having hit songs. Hit songs still chart because they're on the radio. Hit songs still get big because YouTube, weird as it may sound, is an extension of radio. Streaming is an extension of radio. You just have to evolve. So I don't know what the evolution of cable is. And streaming is not the evolution of cable. Don't get it confused. Streaming is the death of cable. Streaming is the alternative to cable. This alternative is going to push cable to the limit. And we as subscribers, we as people need to make cable sweat. Because for too long, for too many decades, cable has sat with the same formula, which is raise prices, add names, make packages, make money. And we've just sat around and let it happen. We don't need to do that anymore. We can actually say, no, I don't want that. And if we actually force cable to figure it out, we might get something back. We might get a better product. I don't know if we will. I honestly think that cable will just become what radio is, where it'll be around and people will use it, but it won't be that useful. And the prices will fluctuate wherever it may be. But we won't find out until everybody who has gotten into the habit of just watching cable and paying for cable because it's cable stops. We don't even need everybody. We just need we need a majority because you're going to keep getting your price hiked up. You're going to keep getting put into different packages. Why do you think they put the good channels in the high packages? Come on. They, they know you'll pay for them. And you complain. Yeah, you call them. You complain a little bit. They don't care. They're gonna they're gonna do it anyway. They're gonna they're gonna keep changing the package every single time. Every chance they get. But what what kind of person sits and watches that happen? Uh, <laughs> it's a person that's afraid of change. That's who. But, hey, look, you can watch your cable TV. I'm watching Lilo and Stitch when I want to. <laughs> and I guess that's just what it is. But change change is, is it's hard. It's hard for people. I mean, 
look, it's it's hard for people to understand that <laughs> it's hard for people to understand that electric cars are viable. So if that's hard for people to understand, imagine how hard it is to tell somebody they don't have to wait till seven o'clock to watch American Idol, which I'm still confused as to why that still exists. But change, man, it's it's a hell of a thing. And uh, you know, change is change is good. It's really good. Um, for example, myself, I got a new job uh, about back in April. I love it. I love it. It's a career. It's not a job. I absolutely love it. And <laughs> it's it's great because the the job I left, I uh, it's kind of why I have this podcast, or at least. Why this podcast is named the way what it is? My name is Daryl, um, because my my name might come as a surprise to some of you. My name is not Daryl. It's not Daryl at all. Uh, my middle name is Daryl, but my first name is most definitely not Daryl. I've got a black name, you know. Got one of those hard to pronounce names like Timo Timothy and Aaron. Got a real hard name to pronounce. Um, but I was working for a undisclosed cable company. And I was, you know, doing the phones, you know, phone center, call center. People call, I pick up, how your day, blah, blah, blah. So a guy calls, he's from Alabama. His name was Arthur, I believe. And Arthur was having, I remember this day very vividly because it, it, uh, uh, it, it's always it's always going to be an interesting story, but Arthur was um, from Alabama, and he was having a problem with his phones. Arthur was really, really frustrated. I used to, it used to only work with businesses, so people would get very frustrated a lot, understandable. I mean, if your business ain't working, you know, I'd be pissed off too. But Arthur was having a bad day, and Arthur said to me, you know, hey, I need you to fix this. I need you to fix this right now, and I was like, all right, man. All right, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. And as I was trying to help him, as I was trying to uh, fix his issue, he must have gotten more frustrated because he had said my name at least four or five times before that. But out of nowhere, he goes, hey, you listen here, Jerome. And I said, what? So I ignored it because I thought, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe I'm tripping. And, you know, he went off on a little tangent. And then he's like, now nah, you better fix that, Hakeem. And I said, huh? <laughs> so, okay, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right. He gets one more. He gets one more. And then he said, all right, listen here, Jamal. And I said, all right, all right. <laughs> and, yes, I literally just dropped my phone on purpose for, for, uh, for effect. I said, all right. I'm not dealing with this anymore. So I rushed the guy off the phone. I didn't even fix this problem. I said, he'll fix this up, sir. Have a good day. Um, and I immediately got off the phone. I walked over to my boss's, the manager's uh, office. And I said, hey, uh, I'm going to go by Daryl now. And he said, oh, um, oh, oh you're going to answer the phone? Is Daryl? I said, yes, I'm answering the phone. Is Daryl now. And he said, oh, okay, okay. I said, all right. So I went about it <laughs> for the rest of my tenure there, saying, thanks for calling. My name is Daryl. And it became funny. It became hilarious because people who, 
you know, worked with me, they were like, your name's not Daryl. And then new people, of course, would always be like, wait, why is your name? But then how does that work? And I'd have to explain it to them. Or actually, at one point, we just stopped explaining it to them. And people really were calling me Daryl. <laughs> I mean, I get coffee almost every day from Caribou Coffee. And they call me Daryl <laughs> because, well, because I I put Daryl. I put Daryl on my thing, all right, man? I, I got used to it. I got used to it. And, you know, Levante's hard for some people, man. I mean, Yuskek is a really easy name, but but Levante, that's that's really difficult for some people. So it's it's really great that Caribou, who I Caribou, I love you. I will always be a fan of you unless you do some BS. They call me Daryl. People I used to work with call me Daryl. So when I was making this podcast, when I was figuring it out, I said, hmm. I think I have the perfect name. I think I know exactly what to do. And 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 that's that's the funny part about it. It's it's not really a big thing, right? To call someone the wrong name. It's not really a big problem. But when you are clearly trying to say the wrong name because, you know, you're a guy named Arthur from Alabama who, you know, your sister wife is probably, you know, having a bad day. <clears throat> You uh, you know, you throw in a little little sauce. You give me a Hakeem or a Jamal or a Jerome. When you knew my name, you knew what you know what my name was. But it's funny. It was actually funny. I mean, look, racism isn't funny. But a guy named Arthur from Alabama who could not understand the simplest of explanations as to why his phone was not ringing, calling me the wrong name on purpose because he was frustrated and realized with his deep diving that he did on the interwebs that Levante's a black name, so you should call him every other black name possible, quote-unquote black name, will offend him and get on his nerves. It didn't, Arthur. It just... I mean, it just showed that you're old. And look, I think, I I live in Minnesota. There's a lot of Auskies. There's a lot of names with letters that shouldn't go together, like S, K, and J. But you know what? I deal with it. I don't care. It's only weird and different to you because it's weird and different to you. But to other people, it's really normal. It's really whatever. So stop being a jerk if you're an Arthur out there in the world. If you are an Arthur from Alabama, or if you act like an Arthur from Alabama, first of all, tell your sister wife you are sorry for what you did last night. And second of all, don't be a jerk. Just be an all-around decent human being and make the choice every day to marry your sister. <laughs> All right. Look, I'm going to get out of here. I am so happy that I got this first episode out there. Uh, we'll see what it does. But I will see you guys next week, Thursday, 
Every Thursday, I will be broad not broadcasting. I will be uploading a new episode, and the trailer for next Thursday will come out on Monday. That I can promise you. So, stay tuned. Have a great day. My name is Daryl. I'm out.